In a world where medical doctors cover up your symptoms with drugs, you need a better way. Look no further. You found it. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Always consult a physician when trying to get off a prescription medication. Welcome to the Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Showalter. I am certified in holistic nutrition. I am not a doctor, and these claims have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration to prevent, cure, or treat any disease. So I'm going to continue on where I left off last week, which we were talking about chemotherapy, radiation, mammograms cause cancer. So this week I'm going to talk about other things that cause cancer, and we're not going to talk about things that you already know, like smoking and asbestos exposure. I'm going to talk about things that you might not know about that cause cancer. You've probably been told that you have to load up on sunscreen and any sun exposure will cause skin cancer. Well, it might if you burn if you burn your skin enough times, but how did people survive for thousands of years working in the fields in the sun without sunscreen? You guessed it. The sun's not the primary cause of cancer. Did you know that you can get melanoma inside your body, like in the liver and the lungs? And when was the last time your liver saw the sun? There was a study published in the European Journal of Cancer in 1990 that showed patients who had melanoma lived longer, who got a lot of sun exposure, versus melanoma patients who did not get the sun exposure. So we have clear evidence the sun is not the primary cause of skin cancer. But I will tell you what does cause skin cancer for sure, and that's the chemicals that they put in the sunscreen. A good philosophy to go by is if you can't eat it, don't put it on your skin because you'll absorb the chemicals through your skin. And actually the sun's really good for you because that's how you make vitamin D. Most people are deficient in vitamin D in the first place. SV40. SV40 is stands for simian virus 40. In 1959, Dr. Bernice Eddy of the National Institutes of Health discovered that monkey kidney cells used to grow the polio virus caused cancerous tumors when injected into hamsters. After reporting these findings, Eddy was excused from her job and assigned a new position not long after the pharmaceutical company Merck made the same discovery. In 1960, Merck scientists, uh, Dr. Maurice Hillman and Dr. Benjamin Sweet, the Merck scientists who named SV40, published findings concluding that the polio virus was indeed contaminated with SV40 virus. Hillman later admitted on tape that Merck knew the vaccines were contaminated and continued to dispense them in public anyway. And you, you can watch that video on YouTube. After numerous studies showing SV40 was causing cancer, weak regulations were put in place. Shockingly, the Division of Biologics Standards of the National Institutes of Health did not order recall of any of the contaminated polio virus vaccines. They continued to distribute the contaminated vaccines to the public until 1963. Finally, there was new federal regulations put in place which required which required vaccines to be tested for SV40. These new regulations required a waiting period of 14 days to see if the virus was growing before making the vaccine. However, they later found out that it took 19 days for the virus to appear. So they continued selling these vaccines with the possibility of contamination of SV40 into the 1990s. The British journal Lancet revealed that SV40 was responsible for over 25,000 cases of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma each year. By 2003, 60 more labs had been identified which demonstrated a connection to SV40 and cancer. 
and Dr. Randy Tent reported in a health conference in 2013 that one out of 200 people will have cancer directly caused by SV40. <laughs> and the anti-vaxxers are the unscienced people. Yeah. Okay. So recap. Merck knew SV40 was in the vaccines. They sold them anyway, giving it to 98 million people as the CDC calculated. And the CDC eventually took that page down off their website for obvious reasons. Viruses are opportunistic meaning that they only attack when the, when your defenses are down. And that's why people don't get cancer right after getting a shot. It may take 10, 20, 30, 40 years until that virus makes its move. And this is just how it works with the virus to cause the shingles. I don't know if there's uh, still SV40 in the vaccines. I don't think anybody knows. I mean, you can't trust these companies as far as you can throw them as whether they're they're safe of what they put in them. Uh, and that's just one example of an ingredient that ca can cause cancer. Um, formaldehyde's in vaccines also. The CDC says formaldehyde leaching from plywood in your home is a health risk, but injecting it into your bloodstream is perfectly all right. And if, if you think that's bad, just listen to the episode I did on vaccines. Statin drugs. Did your MD tell you that by the fourth year of taking a statin drug, one out of 100 people over the age of 70 will get cancer from the drug. I view statin drugs as the litmus test for doctors. If the doctor will recommend a statin drug, then you need a new doctor. There, there really is no problem with cholesterol, even if it's over 300. And I did an episode on cholesterol, so you can go back and listen to that to see why I think their science is complete bunk. Uh, but moving on. Proton pump inhibitor drugs like Prilosec. The Archive of Surgery Journal in July of 2011 found patients taking proton pump inhibitors were 61.3% and 81.5% more likely to have adenocarcinogenesis, which if they reported no severe typical or atypical uh, GERD symptoms gastroesophageal reflux disease, respectively compared with patients taking the proton pump inhibitors who reported that all the symptoms were severe. So it doesn't come right out and say that it causes cancer, but it shows a correlation of people who had mild symptoms being treated with the drug versus people with severe symptoms being treated with the drug. And, there, and this really is the least of your problems if you're taking these drugs, and you can find out why by listening to the episode on acid reflux. But the point is, Pharmaceutical drugs are poisons. I mean, that's how the body recognizes them. The body recognizes nutrients, and it recognizes poisons. Now, it's either a nutrient or a poison, and the drug's not a nutrient. So, there, therefore, the liver has to deal with it as a poison. And what do poisons do? They cause cancer. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time before, before research shows that these pharmaceutical drugs have some type of link to cancer and all kinds of health abnormalities. Just listen to the commercials on the TV. Uh, after they say how wonderful the drug is, there'll be a minute of them talking real fast of listing all the side effects that, that drug causes. And that just tells you how safe drugs are. Moving on, acrylamides. Acrylamide is a chemical that forms in starchy foods like fries and potato chips when foods are cooked at high temperatures like during baking, frying, or roasting. Acrylamides can cause damage to the DNA and cause cancer. So this has to do with how you're cooking your foods. High temperatures of starchy foods produce acrylamides and acrylamides cause cancer. If you're listening to this podcast you may be aware that the World Health Organization said that eating processed meat causes cancer. 
They said an analysis of data from 10 studies estimated that every 50 gram portion of processed meat eaten, eaten daily increases the risk of colorectal cancer by 18%. Now, as you can imagine, all the vegans were praising this because, see, we told you, eating meat's unhealthy. Well, newsflash to the vegans, I'm sorry, but a vegan diet is not a healthy diet. Weston A. Price traveled around the world uh, searching for healthy cultures who only ate plants, and he didn't find them. He really wanted to find a culture that was only eating plants and was healthy, but he didn't find it. All of the healthy cultures had some type of meat in their diet. Now, I did a whole episode on Weston A. Price. That's a good episode to listen to. I would say go back and listen to that. But what the study actually proves is what I've said on the program before processed meats is the problem. It's not meats, it's processed meats. Processed meats include nitrites and nitrates because they put them in there as preservatives in the meats. And these nitrates and nitrites get converted into nitrosamines in the body and nitrosamines cause cancer. Also concerning meats is how you cook your meat determines on how whether it's cancer causing or not. Heterocyclic amines are formed in meat when they are cooked at high temperatures or are burnt. A nurse's study found that you increase your risk of cancer by 460% by eating meat cooked well done. So cook your meat medium rare and you don't have to worry about the cancer causing heterocyclamines. Free radicals cause cancer. So here we have to talk a little bit about what a free radical is and how uh, chemistry works. Now you may have re remember from science class about how uh, different atoms are formed and how there's electrons, uh, different atoms have different number of electrons spinning around the nucleus. So if an element is missing an electron, it's unstable, so it wants to grab an electron from something else. So when you put free radicals in your body, these free radicals want to want to be balanced so they take an electron from one of your cells so and this causes damage to all kinds of things like the cause of cataracts the cause of clogging of your arteries the causes of MS and Parkinson's Lou Gehrig's ALS and cancer so what are we doing that we're putting these free radicals in our body pretty simple fried foods and oils in a bottle Salad dressings, mayonnaise, cooking oils, uh, margarines, all of these things are uh, oil-based and oils are unstable and they're trying to balance them themselves. When you put these oils and fried foods into your body, they cause free radical damage. And this is why antioxidants are so important. Antioxidants, everybody's heard about them. Uh, but they're, they're rated by their ORAC score, Oxygen Radical Absorption Capacity. And it's good to get at least 25,000 ORAC points per day through food and through supplements. That's how many uh, ORAC the longest lived cultures got. The standard American gets maybe 1,200 ORAC points a day. And if you're actually dealing with cancer, getting ORAC points over 100,000 is ideal because your ORACs are like your firefighters and the more firefighters you have putting out fires the better 
you are. And one of the best, easiest ways to get that high of Oric points is to take the Beyond Tangy Tangerine 2.0 tablets, which will give you 160,000 Oric points a day. And really, that is an amazing amount of Oric points when you consider other products. Trying to get that high of Orac is really rare to find that high of Orac points. Now, you may have heard of Otto Warburg if you're listening to this podcast, uh, and you might have seen memes about it, about how Dr. Otto Warburg won the Nobel Prize for finding that cancer cannot live in an oxygen-rich or alkaline environment. This isn't exactly correct. Um, what Otto Warburg uh, discovered was what he what he was awarded for the Nobel Prize was for simply making the discovery that low oxygen was characteristic of cancer cells. Cancer cells are low in oxygen primarily because they have changed from taking in and utilizing oxygen for respiration to a more primitive form of respiration which utilizes sugar instead of oxygen. It is the cancer process itself which causes most of the lack of oxygen, not the lack of oxygen which causes the cancer process. So in other words, your, your cells are unhealthy, they don't know what else to do, so they go anaerobic to survive. See, normal cells uh, commit suicide and replace with new cells. These cancer cells, they don't self-suicide. They just multiply and form a protective barrier around themselves. What leads the body to becoming the acidic, unhealthy state that it's in is, is a result of eating high-calorie, nutritionally empty foods. Our body has to give up the alkaline minerals to buffer the acidity from these foods. Our endocrine system, the adrenals, pancreas, liver, thyroid, parathyroid, have to work extra hard to keep up our alkalinity and blood sugar in, in order to keep the balance. So it's really a lack of minerals and nutritional value that makes your body uh, unhealthy to the point that it goes to the acidic environment instead of the alkaline. So only eating alkaline foods to try to make your body pH alkaline is not going to help because you, like your stomach is supposed to be acidic, other parts of your body are supposed to be acidic, your blood however should be alkaline and your blood has numerous mechanisms that uh, buffer your blood pH to keep it within a fraction of a point um, and if it gets out of that fraction of a point you die. So really trying to alkalize yourself by eating uh, foods that are alkaline is not going to help. Your body has systems that buffer themselves to maintain a pH where it should be. It really is a result of lack of minerals because minerals are alkaline. And one more thing today, um, the best way to remove a good portion of the problems that cause cancer is to go with a Weston A. Price diet. Now there's 11 points to the Weston A. Price diet. I'm just going to run through them really super fast because I've already mentioned this, but I think it's so important that I want to mention it again. The diets of healthy, non-industrialized people contain no refined, denatured foods or ingredients such as refined sugar, high fructose corn syrup, white flour, canned foods, pasteurized, homogenized skin milk, low-fat milk, refined or hydrogenated vegetable oils, protein powders, food additives, and artificial colorings. All traditional cultures consume some sort some sort of animal food, such as fish, shellfish, land, waterfowl, land, sea, mammal, eggs, milk, milk products, reptiles, insects. The whole animal is consumed. Muscle, meat, organs, 
bones, and fat, with the organ meats and fats preferred. The diets of healthy, non-industrialized people contain at least four times minerals, water-soluble vitamins, and ten times the fat-soluble vitamins found in animals as the Amer average American diet. All traditional cultures cook some of their food, but all consume a portion of their animal foods raw. Primitive and traditional diets have a high content of food enzymes, beneficial bacteria from lacto-fermented vegetables, fruits, beverages, dairy products, meats, and condiments. Seeds, grains, and nuts are soaked, sprouted, fermented, or naturally leavened to neutralize naturally occurring anti-nutrients such as enzyme inhibitors, tannins, and phytic acid. Total fat content of traditional diets varies from 30% to 80% of the calories, but only about 4 to 4% of the calories come from polyunsaturated oils, naturally occurring in grains, legumes, nuts, fish, animal fats, and vegetables. The balance of the fat calories is from saturated fats and monounsaturated fats, fatty acids. Traditional diets contain nearly equal amounts of omega-6 and omega-3 central fatty acids. All traditional diets contain some salt. Salt's important. All traditional cultures make use of animal bones, usually in the form of gelatin-rich bone broth, which actually is is all around healthy. So going with this diet, essentially you're eliminating um, a lot of processed foods and you're including healthy foods and healthy fats into your diet. So I think this is your best chance of avoiding the toxins in your food that cause cancer. Also remember it's important how you cook your food is important when you're talking about cancer. Um, Stay tuned until next week. We continue the conversation of cancer. And this epi next episode is the one you're going to want to listen to because this is the episode that I talk about how to support your body's own ability to fight cancer. Uh, a lot of us are fighting cancer every day and we don't even know about it. Our immune system is taking care of it. And I read every week of somebody in stage 4 cancer, they did this or that, and, and I know it's possible to beat cancer. So stay tuned uh, to next week. So this is Brian Showalter signing out. We'll see you next time. To see the products mentioned in this show, head over to freedomfrompharmacy.com and look at this episode's show notes. And you can see all of the Longevity products by clicking on the store tab. The Freedom From Pharmacy podcast is owned by Easy Way LLC and is under Ohio Revised Code 4759.10i. 